take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. I want to talk to you today about something that's happening on our planet right now and that's affecting all of us, and that is ascension. And I want to help you recognize what you may be experiencing right now physically, mentally, and emotionally that we could call ascension symptoms and share with you some practical ways that you can help yourself to have a graceful ascension process. All right, so what am I talking about? Well, we're going to get into that today. But here's the thing. We don't get a choice in the matter. We live on this planet, so we're part of the process. It's then a question of whether you choose to go with the current of what's happening or against it. Now listen, we're going to cover some pretty far-ranging topics in today's episode. Maybe some stuff you've never heard of before. Maybe some stuff that sounds kind of far out. I just want to say before launching in here that I'm not asking you to believe in anything here. All right? We really need to go beyond belief systems now. What I'm doing is laying out a context for you to consider. And I encourage you to tune into your intuitive sense to see what resonates with you and to follow that with curiosity. That's all. Okay, (laughs) let's dive into this. First of all, what is ascension? Well, it's a normal and natural process that we're going through. Not just us, but the whole planet and the planet itself. And everything in the universe is ascending. That means we're moving from one vibrational frequency range into another higher frequency range. It's a little bit like a piano. As you move up the octaves on a piano, the notes are the same, but the frequency increases. So we're now moving from a third to a fifth dimensional frequency range, from 3D to 5D. We are multi-dimensional beings. We live in a multi-dimensional universe, all right? Now, science is proving this now. The yogis always said so. And now science is coming to the same conclusions in a totally different way. Jesus said once, in my father's house are many mansions. I always wondered what that meant. And then I realized it's dimensions. In my father's house are many dimensions. 
He went on to say, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and bring you unto myself. When you look at the shift that's happening right now, this uh, amazing quote takes on even more life. In other words, I'm preparing a place for you in consciousness, implanting the truth of your divine origins in your awareness, and I will come again. He speaks here of the coming of Christ consciousness on a vast scale rather than a physical return of his form. <laughs> so this would be a linear 3D way of seeing things based in materiality. But in fact, the Christ consciousness, which the man known as Jesus or Yeshua embodied, has never left us. This is a dimension of consciousness. This is the consciousness of our oneness, of our true nature as illuminated beings of the source. For me, the essence of this dimensional shift that we're going through is about ascension to Christ consciousness on a large scale, not just a few people, but large numbers of people. And when large numbers of people ascend, it makes it possible for even more people to ascend. So we're talking about a sweeping change of consciousness on the planet that has begun moving into the heart, forgiveness, unconditional love, and the recognition of oneness. Now, there are some growing pains associated with this shift to a higher level of consciousness because it requires us to let go of a great deal. And we're going to talk about this. But first, let's get some more context. Ascension is ongoing. It's already happening. And we are not the only ones ascending. As we are ascending, beings who exist at other dimensional levels are also ascending. Everything is being tuned upward. Ascension is a natural part of evolutionary cycles that unfold over vast eons of time that we're not accustomed to thinking in terms of, focused as we have tended to be on our own little existence. And by the way, that is another characteristic of 3D consciousness, to be focused on your own little existence and unaware that you're part of something so much greater and vaster than you ever knew. You may have heard it said that in comparison with the calculated age of the planet, humanity has only occupied space here for a very short period of time, that our existence is a minuscule parenthesis in eternity. But we are not the only humanity that has ever done time on this planet. There have been humanities before us that have come and gone. You may have heard of Lemuria, of Atlantis, and so on. And as humans, we belong to a vast cosmology that we perceive only very dimly, if at all. And our true history and our role in the universe has not yet been remembered by very many people. 
The purpose of this series is not to examine our history or where we fit into the cosmology, but to look at the practical and undeniable reality of ascension as it's happening now and how to surf that wave rather than being pulled under and tossed around by it. But we we do need a little bit of context. It helps to have some context, right, to understand the present cycle that we find ourselves in. So within these vast cycles of time are wheels within wheels. And we can think of these cycles as seasons of consciousness. Seasons of consciousness. These cycles are associated with our zodiac and our relationship to the stars, the cosmos. So you might have heard of the procession of the equinoxes. The procession is our star backdrop what you see when you look out at the night sky. And what you see when you look out at the night sky, the backdrop of stars, that changes very slowly, like the ticking of a giant celestial clock. Briefly, the procession of the equinoxes is the period of time that it takes the Earth's axis to pass through one complete cycle of this backdrop, our zodiac. In other words, passing through all the signs of the zodiac, which it does backwards. So it takes our planet 72 years to pass through one degree of the zodiac, one tick of the giant celestial clock. And it takes 25,920 years to complete one full circle of 360 degrees. So it takes roughly 26,000 years for the Earth to pass through every sign of the zodiac. If you listen to this podcast, you've heard me mention many times that we are in a new age of consciousness. We are in a new astrological age having passed through the sign of Pisces and now into the sign of Aquarius. So literally what we look at has changed. This transition officially occurred in 2012 after a 21 year cusp period. So each astrological age is 2,160 years. So we spent 2,160 years in the age of Pisces and very recently entered the age, the new age of Aquarius. This has big implications for us because each astrological age has its own characteristics, its own paradigm of reality. So we'll get into a little bit more of that as we go along, but back to the 25,920 year precession of the equinoxes. One half of this journey takes 12,960 years. And it covers what we call the four yugas, or the four eras or epochs, the four ages. The yugas represent a complete cycle in the never-ending process of cosmic creation and destruction. All right, now, this comes down to us from the rishis, from very ancient sacred texts that were mm, uh, written down and interpreted from the direct intuitive knowing uh, and experience of beings who could see things clearly, 
So these yugas, these four ages, as I said, they represent a complete cycle in this process, this never-ending process of cosmic creation and destruction. So there are Satya Yuga, the Golden Age, Treta Yuga, the Silver Age, Dwapara Yuga, the Bronze Age, and Kali Yuga, the Iron Age. So if you imagine these four ages going around a circle, they are proportionally speaking multiples of one another. So Kali Yuga is the shortest in a ratio of four, three, two, one. So Kali Yuga is the shortest and Satya Yuga is the longest. It's four times as long as Kali Yuga and the others are in between. So this cosmic cycle is broken down into ascending and descending periods. And there are cusp periods between each Yuga that are one-tenth the length of the Yuga. Ascending and descending periods. And we are in an ascending period. We are in an ascension. The progression from one age to another is progressive rather than sudden. And each yuga correlates to, get this, cyclical shifts in human consciousness. With Satya Yuga considered as the age of truth, where humanity is 100% aligned with Dharma, universal law, right? Those are the principles that we study in this podcast. And in each succeeding age of the descending cycle, humanity loses about 25% of its awareness, making Kali Yuga the darkest of the ages. So if you imagine this circle with these ages distributed around its circle, on the ascending cycle, we become more and more enlightened. And on the descending cycle, we lose more and more of our awareness. These ages of consciousness are a reflection of even larger celestial motions. All right, think about it. The moon orbits around the earth and the earth orbits around the sun. And then our solar system is moving within the galaxy and it's orbiting around another larger star. And our galaxy is in orbit with another galaxy, Andromeda, and so on. This is what I mean by wheels within wheels at larger and larger scales. So it takes 25,920 years, remember that number, for our solar system to complete one cycle around this larger star that we are orbiting around, which some people believe to be Sirius. And in its cycle of motion, our solar system gets closer to this larger star, or the central sun as it's sometimes called, and then it moves further away. It moves closer to the source of illumination and then further from it. And our consciousness is affected by this movement. When we are far away from this other star, furthest from its light, we are in what is called Kali Yuga, the age of darkness and chaos. And when we are closest to the central sun, we are in what is called Satya Yuga, the age of illumination, of enlightenment. In Kali Yuga, the majority of humans are benighted, dense, materialistic, and dim in perception, for the most part, unconscious. 
And in Satya Yuga, the majority of humans are enlightened and naturally know the truth of our nature as beings of light at one with our creator. Fortunately, the periods of enlightenment last longer than the periods of darkness. So I bet you're wondering, where are we right now in these yugas? <laughs> well, it depends on which wheels you're looking at, the smaller ones or larger ones. But in one of these wheels, our 26,000 year cycle, which we can divide into 12,000 year cycles or four ages, we have emerged from Kali Yuga. That's the good news. And we are now 322 years into Dwapara Yuga. Dwapara Yuga, the Bronze Age, right? If we compare Kali Yuga to winter, Dwapara Yuga would be spring. So we've emerged from the darkness of winter and into the early spring. In other words, the light is increasing. Things are waking up, things are thawing and reaching for the sun and dormant potential is being awakened. You can see the shoots are coming up out of the ground. Well, that goes for us too. The veil of illusion is starting to thin now and the density of third dimensional consciousness is being shed. As ascension of frequency occurs, we literally begin to shed density, to vibrate higher, to become lighter and capable of holding more light. We are reaching for the light now. So this is very intimately connected with our nervous system, okay, and the capacity that this form has to hold light. We will talk about that again more later in our next episode. We're going to talk about how uh, you can condition your nervous system to be able to handle more light so that this uh, transition becomes easier for you. The great American spiritual teacher, Dr. David Hawkins, identified a shift to a new genus of human, which he called Homo spiritus. Some are calling it Homo luminous, but it refers to the same thing. Spiritus, luminous, spirit, light. <laughs> We're referring to the same change. So um, this shift marks the appearance of a new humanity. A new human is being born now. This means changes in our DNA and more strands being activated which means more intelligence, greater capacities, higher awareness. Anyone born after 2012 belongs fully to the new. They're equipped. <laughs> but those of us born in the Piscean age or during the transitional period between the Piscean and the Aquarian, well, we've had to adjust to some upgrades. <laughs> we all know what it's like to update the operating system of our phone, for example. It's something you have to do from time to time as the new operating systems become more sophisticated and the old ones become obsolete, which they are doing with increasing rapidity. Have you noticed the acceleration? Well, technology has been taking quantum leaps in only the last 20 years. I mean, not to mention the last 100 and 150 years, there have been enormous changes. But in the last 20 years, it's gotten even faster. Think about what we take for granted now that even 20 years ago, we would have, I mean, it would have seemed fantastical. 
I mean, I remember the first time I heard of Bluetooth, this was in 2002, when I lived in New York City. At the time, one of my day jobs was in real estate. I worked for a top broker in Manhattan. And the tech guy came in one day to my little cubicle to replace the computer monitor because they were all being switched out for new ones. And we got to chatting and I was commenting on all the cords that he had to wrangle as he switched out the monitor. He was down on his on the floor underneath the desk, untangling a mass of wires. And I remember he said, someday we won't even have cords anymore. Everything will communicate wirelessly. And I was like, whoa, what do you mean? And he said, the technology already exists. It's called Bluetooth. One device communicates with another through the air, and they can exchange information. And I'm like, through the air? (laughs) That was only 20 years ago. But it totally blew my mind. I asked him to explain how that would work. And I thought, what a wonderful world we lived in that soon we could dispense with wires altogether. This concept of things communicating through the air, of information being exchanged through the air was absolutely thrilling to me. I tell you this partly to illustrate how technology has moved in parallel to consciousness in terms of development. When I remember the feeling of my mind energy at the time of that story and my own level of awareness, like I don't even know who that was anymore. Her mind was much more dense, much more earthbound. And I can remember how it felt to be inside that mind. There was a, a fogginess to it. There was a heaviness to it. It, it, it. You know, it was more mechanical somehow. And I recall also a key moment around the same time where my brain changed and I went from uh, specifically uh, in relationship to my computer using it like a glorified typewriter and not really understanding how to work with it, being intimidated by it, to suddenly having an intuitive understanding of how to work with it as an instrument that could connect me to a field of information. Now, that is the definition of a change in paradigm. (laughs) There's a very clear before and after in my awareness from the early 2000s when this occurred for me. So think back in your own life to moments like that where your awareness around something shifted dramatically and you spontaneously found yourself at a new higher level of understanding. That's the feeling of an upgrade. So you see, just as technology is continuously being upgraded, so are our brains and bodies being upgraded to a more sophisticated operating system with this ascension shift. We're beginning to understand and accept new concepts. Well, they're not new, but they're they're concepts that we might not previously have been able to understand or accept, such as consciousness influences matter that we create our own reality in thought and feeling before it is made manifest. That our bodies, though they have an appearance of solidity, are in fact a mass of swirling photons moving so quickly that they seem to be still. We are losing density, physically, mentally, and emotionally as part of this dimensional shift. It's exciting. (laughs) With every passing day, We're being bombarded with more photonic energy from the sun than we have ever received before. The coronal mass ejections are off the charts. 
Never have there been so many. So a, a coronal mass ejection, a CME, is a large expulsion of plasma and magnetic field from the sun's upper atmosphere, or corona, a massive bubble of superheated gas consisting of clouds of protons and electrons, which are electrically charged particles. They travel really fast, and they can reach us here on the Earth in anywhere from 15 hours <laughs> from the sun, right? 15 hours to a few days. It's remarkable. They are massive tidal waves of energy that interact with the Earth's magnetic field. And sometimes they can cause geomagnetic storms that disrupt electrical and communications systems. Plasma, right, this energy that comes from the CMEs. Plasma is a cosmic energy, and in yoga circles we call it liquid light. And we receive plasma through the chakras of the higher bodies of light that are associated with our galactic nature rather than the chakras of our earthbound body, which process prana. Now, I know that that may be getting into some territory that's like, what? <laughs> and again, it's not something I'm going to get into today, but I hope you are intrigued because you are a vast, eternal, multidimensional being. You are so much more than you know. Anyway, all of this solar activity supports our ascension. As I mentioned before, the ascension is already in process, and it is affecting everyone. If you're living on the planet, you can't opt out of the fact of it. But you do have a choice about how you navigate it. It comes back to the free will, which is gifted to us as part of our humanity. Gaia, the spirit of the Earth, has already ascended to the 5D frequency range. She doesn't have the free will that we have, so she has already shifted. And now our job is to catch up with her. <laughs> so with this shift from 3D to 5D, there is a shift in paradigm. Just as with the shift from the Piscean to the Aquarian age, there is a shift in paradigm. Actually, it's the same shift. Whereas the Piscean paradigm was a set of codes around mm, top-down hierarchical structures, linearity, rationality, competition, attachment to tradition, rigidity, war, and conquest, the codes of the Aquarian paradigm are very much different. They are centered on mobility, connectivity, trust, cooperation, co-creation, systemic thinking, multidimensional communication, awareness, autonomy, joy, courage, love, truth, and transparency. Sounds like a pretty awesome paradigm, right? And this is not to judge the Piscean paradigm and say that was wrong and now we're in the, in the right. No, each astrological age represents a period of evolution where certain qualities are valued and developed. And, you know, there's a, a plus side to that and there's all, there are also drawbacks, right? It's all about the evolution of consciousness. So to pass from one paradigm to another can be uncomfortable. And all you have to do is look around you to see that the old and the new are living side by side. And you can, you can feel that, that that is sometimes chaotic and it can be a source of conflict. Many of us were born in the old world and we carry programmed and collective beliefs that belong to the old paradigm. It's only natural. These memories have been anchored 
in cultural and territorial context, not only through this current incarnation, but from thousands of years of human history. Remember, the Piscean Age is 2,160 years, right? We are identified with these beliefs. And now we're being asked to shift, <laughs> to fully awaken to the new world. It's already here. And therefore, we must take responsibility on the individual level for recognizing, renouncing, and abandoning the old conditioning that we're running, often unconsciously. But this doesn't happen automatically. It has to be a choice, right? Because we have free will. This does not happen automatically. We must choose it. Now, here's where the challenge comes in. We tend to hold on to programs that have kept us safe in the context of the old paradigm, right? Remember the Piscean Age lasted for over 2,000 years. That's why these programs are so deeply ingrained. With repetition, they become crystallized energy structures, which is what I refer to with the word codes. But when we pass from one astrological age to another, when we ascend in frequency, the codes of the previous age become obsolete and must be released for us to evolve and survive, right? You know with your computer that if you don't update the operating system, eventually the thing is going to get super buggy, right? You're going to have problems. and You're not going to be able to continue with that old operating system beyond a certain point. You're going to have to install a new operating system to be compliant with everything else that's going on, right? So when you look at how you've been feeling on a day-to-day -day basis, against the backdrop of everything that we've just been talking about. <laughs> Is it any wonder that you're stressed sometimes? <laughs> Have some compassion for yourself. This is an amazing time. We were born for this age and we chose to come here for this. It's exciting. It's an amazing moment in the history of humanity to live through the change of an age. And make no mistake, you chose this from the level of your soul. For the soul, this is an immense opportunity for growth. And that is what your soul is looking for, the maximum potential for growth. Now, <laughs> That's what our soul wants, right? Our personality may not always be in agreement, right? It wants to pump the brakes. <laughs> and the soul wants to anchor its mission on the planet. This can create inner conflict. But I'm telling you, the best thing to do, well, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you it's the best thing for you. But eventually, we all have to say yes to anchoring the powers of our soul on this planet through this body that's inevitable whether it's in this lifetime or the next one or the next one it is inevitable it's why we're here so we're in an ascension and there are growing pains and you may have been experiencing some symptoms of this ascension you may have been dealing with symptoms of this ascension last 
especially the last couple of years, without realizing maybe that that's what was going on. So I want to um, set your mind at rest and and put these out there so that you can put some of your experiences into a larger context and also remove any judgment or fear that there's something wrong with you, that you're losing your mind, that, that things are going badly, right? Keep in mind that an ascension in frequency is automatically going to root out and bring up anything in you that does not harmonize with the new energy of new earth and your true nature. You have a choice then as to how you're going to navigate what's being brought up for you. Old patterns, beliefs, and behaviors are coming up for healing. So there is a lot of processing going on. And you may experience that processing as, first of all, stress. Stress and a sense of pressure, a feeling of intensity or acceleration, like there's so much going on and you just feel overwhelmed, right? It's almost like our karma is being fast-tracked because we want to burn it off so that, so that the soul can ground its energies. You might also experience a sense of disorientation in space or time, like the loss of a familiar sense of place Or maybe it might express itself as the need to be in a different place that feels more like you. You might experience sleep disruption, waking up in the middle of the night, particularly between 2 and 4 a.m. This is the stuff bubbling up from the subconscious that you're working on. And conversely, you might be sleeping a lot more, needing more sleep. You may also have night sweats and vivid dreams, including nightmares. You may be experiencing an awakening of your astral senses. In other words, seeing or hearing or sensing with greater subtlety. You might see energy clairvoyantly, or you might hear clairaudiently within yourself, or you might experience other dimensions in one way or another. You may have an inner knowing or awareness of other dimensions or higher aspects of yourself. You may be experiencing ascension as an adjustment in your sense of identity. You might experience this as a a reorientation of your priorities or your values, what matters most to you. For example, you might not be able to be around certain people or behaviors anymore, like negativity, complaining, or gossip, right? Uh, or certain old life routines may not make sense to you anymore. You may feel an aversion or a sensitivity to lower vibrational environments that you didn't used to be affected by because you were more in tune with them, right? Now all of a sudden it's like <laughs> you don't want to be in the same room as a radio that's blaring, you know, or um, you know, a television that's uh, broadcasting the news, right? So that can also apply to certain people in your life. As I mentioned, all of this can lead to a feeling of isolation or loneliness. If you haven't yet connected with a soul family that feeds the new you that's being born. So you're looking for support and connection at a new level that resonates with who you're becoming. You may experience or have been experiencing changes in appetite or maybe changes in the kind of food that you eat. You may have an intuition to eat lightly, you know, to become more, uh, to become lighter. Or conversely, you may feel a strong need to be grounded and you may want more protein. You may feel like you need to eat more. 
Maybe you've been experiencing extreme fatigue, like there are days where you just don't want to do anything, right? Well, your body is going through changes and it requires a lot of energy. You may experience emotional highs and lows, including feelings of depression and anxiety. There may be days where you feel super connected, super plugged in, trusting, going with the flow, and then all of a sudden you're circling the drain and you don't know what happened. Well, the ego is losing ground because your sense of identity is moving from 3D to 5D. So it will attempt to draw you back into identification with itself and with your quote unquote problems. Lastly, you may be or you may have experienced swift and sudden changes in your life situation or big dramas coming to a head. So when this happens, it's all about how you navigate it and understanding that you are not your history, nor are you your current narrative, your current life situation. So do any of these feelings resonate with you? Have you been going through any of these things? because I know for sure I have. In fact, I can say I've experienced every single one of these at one time or another in the last few years. So how do we deal with these states? Well, first it's important to understand that these are all different manifestations of one thing, which is that we're being asked to step into a greater dimension of ourselves and embrace our true nature and let go of the past. This is a good thing. None of this is against us. It's essential to understand that. We are not the victim of anything, but we are a co-creator with divine energy. Whatever is being brought up for you is coming up for healing and processing. It's not against you. The pressure we experience is the boundary of our own limited sense of self, which is being stretched. So there are not multiple solutions here. This is not complicated. I always say that there are three things you need to be able to do if you want to find more ease and grace in your life. And in this day and age, with all the changes we're going through and the ascension of global consciousness, this is non-negotiable now. Those three things are, number one, relax your body. Number two, feel your feelings. And number three, focus your thoughts. So let's look at them. Number one, you need to know how to relax your body. And by that, I mean, take your nervous system out of a stress response and into a relaxation response so that you immediately feel rested and nourished. You change the channel. You tune up your vibration. It's a simple thing to do and it's part of what I teach. Number two, you need to know how to feel your feelings, actually feel them, so that negative emotions don't build up and make you sick and stressed. I teach my clients a technique that is so amazingly simple yet effective, you can finally free yourself of painful emotions and process old trauma in days or even hours instead of spending years and years in therapy. Now, I have a lot of respect for therapy, and I think that it's appropriate in certain contexts, but at some point, we've got to leave the story behind. It's not who you are. We need to process emotional energy directly now, and there is a simple way to do it. And the third thing is to direct your thought energy constructively 
rather than destructively and focus your thoughts on what you are creating no matter what your current circumstances are. In other words, be able to focus on truth instead of facts. That's really it. If you can learn to incorporate these three simple things into your daily life as your new habitual way of being, I can absolutely guarantee that you will transcend your problems, transcend because you realize they aren't actually problems. You will be able to achieve great clarity and you will be able to manifest a life that you truly love. So in the next episode of this series, I'll introduce you to the spiritual technology that I teach and why I believe it's one of the very best gifts that we've been given at this moment in our human history to help us in our ascension. And I'll also tell you the story of how I came to it and how it's changed my life. To build a new way of being, you must build new habits. And the best and quickest way to do this is by investing yourself in mentorship and a community of like-minded souls. We can't do this ascension thing alone. We need each other. Up until now, we were all programmed for stress. That programming is not going to change on its own. First, it takes a decision to commit to changing the way you do things. It's a recognition that this planet is sending and you want to go with it. You want to go with the flow. And in the absence of a decision and an intention to step into the next phase of our growth, we just naturally default to old patterns. Then you need the right tools, the right support, and the right guidance to change long-standing patterns. And that's where I come in. So if you are eager to make your own dream come true, consider this your invitation to join a spiritually minded community of people who support each other's highest vision for whom they want to be and how they want to live. You'll find links in the show notes that will lead you to pages where you can learn more on how to become part of my inner circle of members and work with me personally on creating the results that you really want in your life, not only for yourself and your own highest good, but for the highest good of all beings. That's the name of the game now. That's what it's all about. And it's possible here and now. And if you're a performing artist or show business professional and you want to be more successful, make more money, have more opportunities doing what you love using the skills you already have, I can show you how. It's very common for people in the arts to believe that the decisions that affect their lives and careers are in other people's hands. But the truth is, you are the one and only creator at work here. That goes for all human beings. You can take back the power you've given away to others, to the business, whatever it is. Click on the link in the show notes to set up a free Empower Hour breakthrough session with me. Let's talk about what your dream life as an artist and a creator would look like and how to make that a living reality. I'll see you next time. Meanwhile, walk in grace. Thank you for joining me in the grace space where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, 
I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.